Hello and welcome to the Grace Point Henderson podcast. My name is Parker and I serve as a lead pastor at Grace Point Church in Henderson, Kentucky. Well, this is a standalone sermon from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, in a message entitled, The Wilderness. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Grace Point Henderson podcast. Amen. Well, thank you, Ryan. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn them on and turn them to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 3. And like I said, I'm going to deviate from our First Peter series and uh, just do something I think that is more um, just maybe contextualized for, for what's happening in the life of many churches in our world uh, today. And uh, just wanted to preach this message on the times of in the wilderness. And uh, we're going to flip a few different passages, but we're going to start um, actually not in Matthew 3, but that's going to be the primary text. But uh, what I'm talking about within that is you think about our world and what we've gone through over the last couple of months. It's just been kind of an awkward, uh, maybe dry time spiritually, just a difficult season. It's just been nonetheless uh, just kind of different. And I think we're tempted to look at some of those seasons of life and to say, well, that was absolutely pointless. Uh, you know, what good could ever come of that, and, and I hopefully want to just show us and, and help us look at it from a different perspective and different angle, uh, because like it or not, we're all going to go through seasons of life, uh, seasons of life that may or may not have been uh, planned for us, and this certainly wasn't planned uh, for us. Nobody ever would have thought uh, that we would have been quarantined for a couple of months and, and still working through that, and that this could change, very well change, uh, kind of the the trajectory of, of many of our jobs and our churches, and it's going to change life, uh, really, for here on out, and uh, no one would have ever expected that. And so, you know, what do you do in those difficult seasons, those seasons of testing, and those seasons in the wilderness, so to speak? And so, just kind of give you what I'm talking about and how that could affect you. In Psalm 63, uh, David writes, and he is writing in the wilderness. Uh, he says, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, so I've looked up upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied with the fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watch of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, and your right hand upholds me. But for those who seek to destroy my life shall go down to the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars shall be stopped. David is writing that. Not in his kingdom in Jerusalem, but rather he is in the wilderness. And uh, contextually speaking, uh, you know, he is in the wilderness in a place that maybe he didn't want to be in a dry and weary land. And maybe we have found ourselves in that over the last couple of months as well during this COVID-19 and, and thinking sometimes seasons of life come upon us and you think, is this really it? Uh, I didn't plan for this. I wasn't expecting this. But, you know, that also happens even in your life without something like a pandemic. You, you find yourself in situations and places in life to think, have I missed something? Did I go wrong? Did I do something wrong? Is God angry? Is he upset? We have these seasons of barrenness, seasons of frustration, seasons of warfare. And the best I know to describe it is that we are living in kind of a wilderness time period. Uh, we've all been there. We've all been in those places to say, what's 
What's the point? What's the purpose? How in the world could God be at work in all of this? Uh, what good does God do in the wilderness after all? That's the question that we're tempted uh, to ask. But I just want to, to flip that around and just begin to look and say, how could God be at work? Because it is often the wilderness that God is the backdrop of God doing some pretty miraculous things. And that's what I want us to, to show this morning, just to see that this morning, the ushering in in Matthew chapter 3 and Christ coming on the scene in that. When you read the scripture uh, from end to end, and, and you're intentional to see that Christ is the main object and the main thrust of the entire book of scripture and god is ultimately painting on a canvas bigger than we could ever see or dream and the old testament stories and tales are all pointing to this grand narrative all pointing to something bigger and something better they're all pointing to jesus christ all the prophets all the prophecies all the stories all are leading us to the conclusion of jesus and god's messiah coming into the world the whole book is actually divided in two uh, testaments testament is another word for covenant these two different covenants old testament is how god and man would relate to one another and the new covenant or the new testament is how god and man will relate to one another through the person and work of jesus christ and so you see that christ is born and it splits the old and new testament and christ is born in the new testament begins with the coming of christ and so christ is now on the scene when you open up your bibles to the gospel of matthew and all kids what happens to all children? They eventually will grow up. Well, Isaiah in the Old Testament prophesied something would happen in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. It says, A voice will cry in the wilderness, cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And in the New Testament, you see that there's going to be a voice, Isaiah is saying, there's going to be a voice that comes before the Messiah that will announce his coming. And we arrive to Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 and 3. So let's read this together, and we'll pray, and we'll bring out some points. It says, In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. God, I pray that we would see Jesus above all things. That you would give us hearts by your Holy Spirit to receive your word, to obey your word, and to take your word seriously and to live out your word in our lives. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. I want to spend just a few moments this morning and I want us to unpack looking at these three verses, really the first two, uh, and just note that this was expected to happen. It was, it, was, it was planned, it was prophesied, it was planned. Uh, Isaiah prophesied this, and it says, in those days. It's a key phrase, is in those days. And you might ask yourself, in what days? Well, contextually speaking, it's in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 1 uh, tells of the birth narrative of Jesus Christ. As he was born of a virgin, he was born in Bethlehem. And then Matthew 2, you have these wise men coming and bow down before this child, this Jesus. You have Herod seeking to destroy all the children. Uh, and so they flee to Egypt and that dies down and they move back uh, to Israel and eventually find their way into Nazareth. And he says, 
Jesus. So what's the point? It's in those days. Matthew is signifying that something is happening and we're moving on into the story now. So that in those days, before we've been focusing on the birth of Christ and now we're shifting our focus. And so in those days, it's simply a heads up. You need to pay attention. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Now, I think one of the things that we're often tempted to do is we're often to skip over some locative keys or clues in the, in the text of Scripture. But there's a locative clue uh, in this text in Matthew 3. It says that in those days, John the Baptist came preaching. Where was John the Baptist preaching from? It was in the wilderness. And so, okay, big deal. No, it's a key identifying location. It is in the wilderness. And if you think about back in the Scriptures... Uh, when Israel is in slavery, God wants Moses to go to Pharaoh and he, and he delivers them. And where was it that Israel went and they ran from the Egyptians to? It was into the wilderness. You see this in Exodus chapter 15. Use the context there is the song of Moses. If anyone ever tries to tell you that worship is not important uh, in the life of the church or in the life of Christians, you can point them to the song of Moses. The very song was written to declare the good fruits and works that God has done. Worship that we sing and that we praise God for. It needs to be accurate and theological. That's a whole other point. But worship matters. Worship is important. And here is the song of Moses that is written here, you have, again, this wilderness being brought up. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness, and they found no water. And you think about it. They went into the wilderness for 40 years. They were wandering for 40 years. And when they left the wilderness... This transition happened. They left and then came into the promised land for a season and for a moment. And if you continue, even contextually in Matthew chapter 3, you know what the story is. It happened next in Matthew chapter 4. Where does Jesus go when he prays and fasts for 40 days? Matthew chapter 4, 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He prayed and fasted for 40 days in the wilderness, seeking after God in the wilderness. He's tempted by Satan in the end. But what happens next? Again, this transition begins to happen and takes place from the wilderness. He now bursts into his earthly ministry. Parker, what's the whole point? The conclusion that in both instances, it was the wilderness that was a place for renewal or renewing. It was a place that something new began. For Israel, it was a place that they fled from the Egyptians. It was a place of refuge. And Matthew is using this location as an identifier. He's using Exodus language here. And that it is a new Exodus that is coming through the person and work of Jesus Christ. He's using Exodus language. The Exodus is talked about all throughout the Scripture. It's the most talked about event in all the Bible. And, 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 and Matthew is identifying using Exodus language. And he's saying in the same way that the wilderness was a deliverance, in the same way now Christ is about to usher in a new Exodus for his people. That's contextually for Matthew. But the wilderness is a place of renewal. It's a place of refuge. If you flip over to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 20, verses 30 through 38, I'm just going to read this and you can follow along with us. 
It says, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, will you defile yourself after the manner of your fathers and go on whoring after these detestable things? When you're present, you, when you present your gifts and offerings to children in fire, you defile yourselves with the idols of this day. And I will inquire of them by you, O house of Israel. And as I live, declares the Lord, I will not be inquired by you. What is in your mind shall never happen. The thought, let us be like the nations. Let the tribes of the countries and worship wood and stone. He continues in verse 33. As I live, declares the Lord, surely with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with wrath poured out, I will be a king over you. And I will bring you out from the people and gather you out of the countries where you were scattered with a mighty hand and outstretched arm and with wrath poured out. So Israel has been disobedient. They've been entirely disobedient. And so they were not living as the way that they were called and God says I'm about to do something they've reviled against God they have gone their own way they have gone astray and God says I'm about to do something because of this and what does the scripture say that he is going to do you see it in verse 35 he says and I will bring you verse 35 of Ezekiel 20 I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples and there I will enter into judgment with you face to face As I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of Egypt, so I will enter in the judgment with you, declares the Lord, and I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge out the rebels from among you. And those who transgress against me, I will bring them out of the land where they sojourn, and they shall not enter the land of Israel. They will know that I am the Lord. What's happening in the wilderness here with Israel? All of their disobedience, all of their sinfulness against God. Those that have wandered astray, God says, I will deal with them there. That we will meet this imagery that's used, that we will sit down face to face. You and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about those things and we're going to deal with them there in the wilderness. The rebellious heart that you had is going to be dealt with in the wilderness. Those sins, those transgressions that you have been sinning and wandering away from me, they're going to be dealt with in the wilderness. Conclusion. The wilderness is a place of cleansing. It's a place to get rid of the messes of your life and allow God to begin to cleanse you. And allow God to do a work in your heart and in your life. Fourthly, you see in the book of Hosea chapter 2. The word of the Lord says, And I will punish her for the feast days of Baal when she burned offerings to them and adorned herself with rings and jewelry and went after her lovers and forgot me, declares the Lord. Israel again has been disobedient. They have turned away from God who loved them. If you stop for just a moment, you know that that is your heart as well. That's my heart as well. That's us. I mean, how many times, how many times just in the season of life, not just we go about our life the way that we want to fulfill our wants, fulfill our dreams, our desires, and we forget about God. Whoring after other things, Hosea 2 continues, says, therefore I will allure her. I will persuade, I will woo her into the wilderness. And speak tenderly to her there. And there I will give her vineyards and make her a valley of acre, a door of hope. And there, where? In the wilderness. She shall answer me as in the days of their youth. And at the time that she came out of the land of Egypt. You see here that the wilderness is a place of restoration. 
is a place that God is restoring. He's bringing about restoration in the wilderness with God. You see renewal, you see refuge, you, you see cleansing, you see restoration. You think, Parker, I can maybe use all of those things right now. And it could be that God has brought about in a season of wilderness for us to think about and consider what God could be up to and what he has been up to, even in a difficult, testy, trying season. And I think so long as we're focused on how we felt and and the difficulties that we've been in, we will miss, potentially, what God maybe intends for us in a season of a wilderness that we've been going through, such as in COVID-19. Or in another situation, maybe it's personal in your life. Maybe you've been dealing with something else in your life and you're thinking, man, if I could just get out of the wilderness. I just want to just challenge you uh, this morning not to be so quick to get out of the wilderness as much as you learn in those seasons of hardship and in those seasons of being in the wilderness. Because God, time and time again, does some amazing things in the wilderness and in those seasons of difficulty and in those seasons of, of being tested. And maybe for this last season, maybe for these moments, you felt alone, you felt isolated, you've been asking yourself the question, what's the point? Does all of this have a point? I just want to remind you that no, you're not alone. God has not forsaken you. God has been with you and God wants to lead you to a good place. But God also wants us to learn some things. And maybe for many of you, you've been thinking, man, if I could just get a fresh start. Well, beloved, we have a fresh start as we begin to see life as we know it kind of get back to normal, you've experienced, you've experienced something in the wilderness and now you're about to usher in and go into a new season. It's a new exodus and God says, hey, I've been up to something and I want you to learn something from here. Maybe you need renewing. It's in the wilderness. We've gone through a season of, of wilderness and so could it be that God wants to renew us? Maybe you've needed refuge. Could it be found that in this season, before we get out, you say, I really need to stay here for just a moment so that I can find my refuge in Christ. Maybe you need to be cleansed. It's in the wilderness. I, I encourage you not to leave this season until your heart has been aligned. It's a season of restoration. It's in the wilderness because it is there in those dry and weary lands that we are alone with God. And maybe during this season, you've been avoiding the Lord. But I just want to challenge you before we get back to the hustle and bustle of everything of life as we know it again, where you're so swamped, so busy. Maybe we'll just spend some time considering what the Lord has been up to and how the Lord has been moving in your life. And I think it could all be a waste if we come out on the other side of this thing and God has taught us nothing and we've learned nothing about our spiritual walk, if we've learned nothing through this whole season. Because I really believe that God intends to use even something as difficult like this to show us some things about himself and about us as well and about our need for him. 
Maybe it's renewal. Maybe it's cleansing. Maybe it's a refuge. Maybe it's restoration. I'm not sure what you need, but I do know that God has done time and time again some amazing things in seasons of being in the wilderness. He's about to birth something new. It's a new day. Change is coming. God is about to open up a door because God is a God of redemption. He's a God of restoration, a God of renewal, a God of cleansing, a God of forgiveness. He's a God who gives new life, fresh start. He gives new hope. And Isaiah says, we're getting back to our story that there's going to be a voice crying in the wilderness and then here comes this voice and he says, God's about to start something new. It's about to blow up. It's all about to start. The story is about to continue. Life as we know it in the kingdom of God is about to continue. You've been in the season of the wilderness and it's about to start. So here we go. And what is the message of John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3? Repent. (laughs) Repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. The message is turn around. The message is don't forget about what the Lord has taught you. Repent. It's about to begin. Don't miss it. A place to repent. God means for us to be changed in those seasons of the wilderness. God intends for us to be changed through that. The word repentance, we've said it time and time again, it means to be have a change of heart. And I think the idea is that we align ourselves with the will of the Lord, not just continuing in our own agenda and plans, but recognizing that God has transformed us and through difficulty and pain and frustration that he is beginning to align us and move us into the future that he has for us. And many of us have been avoiding repentance. We've been avoiding repenting from sin, and we've been avoiding steering our heart towards the Lord. But John the Baptist intends to tell us that if we don't repent, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss the kingdom of God that is at hand. If we don't repent, we'll miss what God has in store for us. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And I believe that's the same message for us today. Listen, the church and life in the church is going to be different when we come back. It'll be different for a season. It'll change for a long time. There's a lot of things that maybe we haven't thought about in local churches that we're now having to think about before. But the intent is that, is that we would repent and align our hearts and to say, what is it that truly matters? But God is up to something in the wilderness. God is up to us that we would repent and he is wanting us to seek change and align our hearts and the conversation is when we are in those seasons of difficulty when we're in the season of the wilderness i think we're tempted to ask a lot of questions but i think the better questions are questions like what is god trying to teach me now what has he been trying to align my heart what are the steps that god is taking me to even though it might seem a little bit difficult what is god preparing me for what's my response when i'm here if if it's something that i need to do if i need to repent how do i align and begin to align my heart with the lord and i think maybe practically for you maybe as you reflect back on the last couple of months to just ask yourself what has god been teaching you and how has god been at work in your heart and again i think it would just be a shame if we just 
pass through this moment and pass through these last couple of months and just act like, well, that was just a hiccup and a bump in the road. Let's get on with the rest of our lives. I don't think that would be honoring with the Lord that the fact that we've had to slow down and really peel back all the layers and the heart of your heart has been peeled back and the frustrations that you've seen, the anger that you've felt, the sadness that you've felt, all of these different emotions and the time that you've had to reflect and think back and to walk out of this and to not think about how the Lord has been at work and how he has been leading you. But understand that it's not meaningless. And the Lord intends that we come out on the other side, that we would be changed, that we repent if necessary. If not from sinfulness, just the basic need to align our hearts with the Lord again. And for some of you, I know that I don't need to say another word, and you know that repentance is necessary. You've been in the wrong and it took this season of being in the wilderness, so to speak, for God to open up your eyes and to open up your heart to see. And you know that your response now needs to be that of repentance and aligning your heart with the Lord. But I think for others, we've had a difficult time really seeing or even being attuned to what the Lord is doing. And again, I just want to challenge you this morning that before we exit this season, And before life kind of continues as we know it, that we lean in. That we don't just see it as just a bump in the road. But we ask tough questions. Say, God, what have you been teaching me? How are you been leading me? How is it that you want me to repent and change? Listen, going through the wilderness is not fun. It's not necessarily something that we always want to do, but it always brings about something new. This, when, when God strips away all the noise, all the chaos, and he get alone face to face, spending time with the Lord, and you see the purpose of what the Lord is doing. And I just wonder if any of you have stepped into that season, that you have used this as an opportunity to begin to seek and to see what God is doing in your life and in this moment, in this season right now. What is he calling you As we close this morning, I just want to give you that opportunity to think about the last couple of months. What are the things that God has been teaching you? What are the things that God has been challenging you with? What are the things that God wants to begin new in your heart and in your life? What's the perspective that's been changed? What's the moment that was a shift in your thinking, the shift that says, never again will I do this? I think one of the things practically, never again will the local church ever take for granted the gathering of the saints and God's people on the Lord's day. That will not happen in our lifetime as we reflect back on this. We see it as a primary. We see it as important. We see it as some have called essential. It is absolutely essential. But never again, because of this season, we have reflected and thought, maybe we've taken that for granted. Maybe there's been other things in your heart and in your life, maybe personal that you have never thought about before, but it took a moment in the wilderness for God to open up your eyes and for you to see the need for cleansing, renewal, refreshment, for refuge, for restoration, and a fresh start. That happens when we become intentional about seeking the Lord's face in times of difficulty and frustration in times of the wilderness. And so I want to give you that opportunity this morning that if never before in the last couple of months, maybe never before in your lifetime, you've ever thought for a moment, what is God up to and how has he been at work? I want to give you that opportunity to see how the Lord has been at work in these last few months. 
And just spend some time talking with the Lord about that. And then we'll respond together as you see fit. Let's pray together. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Grace Point Henderson podcast. For more information about Grace Point Church, go to gracepointhenderson.com. And if you live in the Henderson, Kentucky area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1015 a.m. For all of our listeners, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode of the Grace Point Henderson podcast.